2: the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com featuring site publishers Carrie Murdoch and Josh McQuistion along with videographer Eddie Radosevich it's the unofficial 40 on Soonerscoop.com
0: all right welcome in everybody it is a huge unofficial 40 this week as the champion barbecue is getting underway Uh, We've already had chances to talk to uh, Lincoln Riley in Frisco, talked about that last week, but then we also had local media day on Sunday, Uh, and then all of us had a chance to go out and talk to assistant coaches yesterday, so a lot of information to throw out there today. Uh, But I tell you what, let's get right to it, though, because uh, we put this survey out there, and I have a lot to share Uh, It it will be like, eventually we will have a monumental segment in this hour and a half, two hours, whatever it's going to be, that is the mother of all ratings and reviews. Because we've gotten a lot of feedback on what people like and don't like on the podcast. And uh, they, they like, some like it when Josh mutes himself and he can't talk. Others hate it. Like everybody hates and loves the same things. Some people hate Eddie. Some people love Eddie. Some people hate me. Some people love me. Some people hate Bob. Some people love Bob. I Nobody hates hate Bob. <laughs> Bob's unhateable. Bob is unhateable. So, yeah, we're going to have that. We're going to go over some of that stuff. But let's get right to it. Champion Barbecue coming up this weekend. Bob has a uh, really big story coming out in the morning uh, talking about the origins of Champion Barbecue. And you've talked to players. You've talked to coaches. Uh, this is the third year now of, of Champion Barbecue. I would say probably the biggest and the best that they they put together so far. It's like last chance you. It just gets better with each passing season.
1: And that's the only question so far I haven't been able to ask Lincoln Riley or any of the coaches, how are they going to keep this fresh? Cuz it just feels like eventually it's going to be the same thing every single year. How do you keep that energy up outside of the fact that it's going to be different it's going to be different kids that will be coming? How do you make sure it doesn't get stale?
0: Well, this was something I thought about too, Josh, and, and you'd be great to speak on this. Like, this is always that time of year, uh, you know, when early commitments started happening. You would see this a lot in Oklahoma. Like, kids would just literally get bored, and they would start looking around, and it would just be they 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 no longer felt the love that they felt when they first committed. So they would commit early. All these people, they get all these new followers. Uh, Everybody be loving them, loving them up on Twitter or Facebook or whatever back then, and then all of a sudden it would just go. All the excitement from their commitment would go away, and they'd just start getting restless. And you know, we're thinking maybe that's going on with Jared Jones right now, uh, with his Twitter activity lately. But it's like these kids—they want to stay engaged, and I think Lincoln Riley. Has, if you can say anything about his recruiting style, he's figured out that, yes, you have to continue building momentum with these kids even after they commit.
2: They really have. And I, I think that is, I, it kind of plays into the fact that they have these events so frequently. You know, you go back to the spring game. Okay, well, now we've had a lull. Okay, now Oklahoma's looking at the, the barbecue. And then they'll get into the season when every weekend's kind of an event. And, and it's, I think it's always good because, A, you get to have these guys around each other, but, B, when you get into the season, I I don't know that the everyday, you know, because we have so many fans that don't go to games. They're not around a game-day atmosphere. These kids, OU does a really good job making sure that the fans see them and they get loved up and they've got their name tags on. So, I mean, there's always a really good chance for them to get a lot of attention and kind of get what you're talking about. But I, I think you're absolutely right. Oklahoma has done a really good job, um, and, and I talked about it. You know, somebody asked me what would be a successful barbecue, and I don't think it's just about okay. You've got to get five commitments or three commitments or whatever. It's about continuing the momentum that they've had, frankly, since you know what, about a year ago this time. So I mean, it, it's just letting that continue to build and letting guys, more guys, continue to get excited. I mean, you've got Theo Weese and R.J. Henderson and all these guys tweeting about, oh, this weekend we're going to get better, blah, blah, blah. The, it's it's letting these guys lead the way and kind of do the work, and that's what this barbecue provides, is a chance for the the players to really become recruiters.
1: Right, and that's what happened as soon as they got rid of that patient men uh, mentality with recruiting. Now that they're more aggressive, they build the class so early and let those kids do the work for them. This is a great example because I think – As we look down this list of the kids that are coming, the number of commits that could happen on the day itself doesn't feel that big. But that's okay because you're going to have Theo Weish, you're going to have Spencer Rattler, you have all those guys coming together, and it's going to feel bigger than it is. It might still end up being that big, but regardless, the atmosphere is going to be what carries that weekend.
2: Well, and Bob, like we've talked about, You know, if people are expecting this to be like the spring game, it's just not—it's not numerically realistic. Because if Oklahoma took that many guys, they'd be done in 2019. The class would be over, and they'd literally just be waiting for signing day. And and that's not, to me, that's not a healthy way to recruit. You always want a few spots in the season, so somebody's a late-emerger, or you have a guy that you thought you liked and kind of thought, no, okay, maybe we're going to change our mind on that you want to have some ability to move things around and move parts as need be. So I, I think Oklahoma, you know, I think a good case this weekend might be three or four guys in 2019. I don't think it's going to be that many. But I think that's kind of the the top mark. Like I said, I'm really interested to watch 2020 and see what happens there.
1: Right. One And one of those names definitely in the circle. Andrew Rame from Broken Arrow is coming back. There were initial... Re, uh, reports about him perhaps going to Michigan and him and Miles Slusher going together to Ann Arbor, but that is not happening. Andrew going back to Sooners, which you have to see as a good sign. Even though you everybody feels OU's a clear-cut favorite for him, once he decommitted, you needed him to go to some other places. And if he's coming back to Norman now, maybe he's got that out of his system.
2: You know, that's one of those things where people think, well, he said this and he said that. Yeah, but, uh, you know, the kid grew up loving Oklahoma. I mean, it, it's not just a guy that is in state. Like, say, you know, you had a great story this week on Marcus Major. Marcus Major didn't grow up dreaming of playing for Oklahoma. He just happens to be in the state of Oklahoma. Uh, with Andrew Rame, it's not that situation. He, he did. He wanted to play at OU. He loves the school, loves Bill Bedenbo. I mean, there's, there's all these things. So if things go right, and like I said, where you kind of have that excitement and that momentum building, then maybe he does something, which is you know kind of what happened the first time he committed. He really fell in love with a situation more than um, you know that it was something that he'd been working toward for a while.
0: All right. Well, I, obviously, one of the biggest questions is, uh, and, and it will remain one of the biggest questions. Just for everybody out there listening. If you're not a subscriber to Sooner Scoop and you just listen to the podcast, uh, Bob was the first one. He was like, screw all you people that want a list. I'm giving you a list. And so he gave you a list last week, and it's been updated uh, as we go along. And you guys have reached out. You've done everything possible to try and find out information on this. But uh, everybody's wanting to know, what's the word on Dax Hill? Five-star safety out of Booker T. Washington.
1: Usually he's pretty good about answering text and direct messages, even if it takes a few hours or even you know ten to twelve hours. But I texted him Monday, and forty-eight hours later we're still sort of waiting. I still see a a, a gray check mark instead of the blue one, so that means he didn't read it yet. <laughs> but you know it could just mean that he just is not looking at anything.
0: I, f- I fear that you've you do that with your wife or something like if you're that concerned about no. whether something's red or not
1: never you might have stalker tendencies I'm, tendencies n- i never care
2: i <laughs> I am not above it. I will check the read receipts like there is no tomorrow. Did you check that? I don't know. I don't. The I mean, ones didn't that drive really you realize crazy realize, are the ones that have it turned off. I didn't even really
0: realize stuff did that. I mean, like I see it like in our in our DM group and stuff.
1: It was my wife that pointed it out. She said you can know if your DMs have so your been. wife's the stock.
2: Yes. <laughs> now, unless they've off. turned the read receipts off, and then you don't know. Then, you, the, then they all show gray. What kind of so bastard is going to do that? Yeah, that's
0: tricky. you um, it jerk if you're turning off your read receipts
2: that you're a shady character you know you know what that person is that's person sliding into dms is what he's doing so that's uh that's somebody being careful about what's seen and what's uh what's known you're a scumbag
0: you're doing things that aren't correct
2: I, am I a little concerned that I'm the only one that knew about this and Carrie has labeled them instant scumbag. That oh, I may knew, I say knew something about
0: it. I would just never turn off my read receipts <laughs> to hide what I'm doing or who I'm who's what I'm seeing. That's stupid. I don't even care about location on my phone when I tweet. I don't care if you know where I am. I'm not doing anything wrong. Okay. So Daxil, little bit of a And the whole thing about Dax Hill, like, you know, somebody posted on the board an article that was written, I guess it was posted yesterday, but it was written from a week ago when Justice was at Media Day. And I didn't read it, but I mean, we said from the beginning, like, really, you're going to take stuff that's basically two weeks old now and say that Dax Hill's not coming to Norman based off of that, or doesn't sound like he's coming? Come on. Stop it. Uh... Outside of that, I mean you, Spencer Radler, I mean it's really going to be his first time now he's been around the guys down at the opening uh, he so he and Theo and and RJ and um, Trajan all kind of got in Stogner, they all kind of got to know each other, but uh, I'm sure he's going to show up with his OU visor and wear it around town all day. although isn't that kind of like kind of like wearing like if you're already a superhero wearing your your costume to Halloween? Or like you know, if you if, would it be like if this is the only place to think of a better example like, where he doesn't have to wear it?
1: Like if Kyler Murray just wore his jersey to Walmart, right? This is the place where he doesn't you don't have you to don't wear have wear to
0: wear it. Yeah, you're repping OU when you're away. When you come to Norman, leave
2: that thing at home.
0: Don't well, you feel like that's it proper be,
2: etiquette? And to me, it's like if it's a nondescript guy, like I don't know. I'd have to come up with a good example, but someone that you're not like—that's obviously this dude. Yeah, Spencer Rattler is a very distinct-looking guy. Yeah, like you'll know it's him when you see him. And so I, you know, I think that's that might be a little different. Now, if you're like the backup running back or a slot receiver that's 5'10", 180, ten, one eighty, I'd be repping the hell out of all my stuff to make sure everybody knows who I am. If I'm the walk-on guy, yep, doing it too. But the the star quarterback that's supposed to be the next, you know Baker Mayfield or whatever you want to say, yeah, I, you don't have to do anything, you just get to walk around and be cool all the time.
0: But I mean, just just him coming to this thing, being around these other recruits. Uh, obviously, we're going to find out later tonight on we're recording this on a Wednesday uh, whether OU has a 2020 quarterback or not. Uh, Josh is kind of. Giving a low percentage chance that that happens right now. Um, yeah,
2: I, I don't love where OU is with Bryce Young. That's uh, well to me. I, I I'm already kind of moved into the mode of well, who, who's their next step? Yeah. Like where where do they go next? And there's a lot of possibilities. Um, you know, there's uh, everybody kind of immediately jumps to Ken Seals because he's been in a lot of camps mm-hmm. and he's a name that people know. But I—that's not the feeling I get. Like I—I kind of feel like if Oklahoma was gonna be that serious about him, I mean they always knew Bryce Young was going to be a dogfight. I—I feel like there would have been more urgency in okay, we we really want to make sure this guy knows that if if things don't work out here, we're moving in that direction. Um, and I—I I just don't get that when I talk to uh, you know when I talk to people that he's really someone they're focused on, I know obviously Texas already has Hudson card committed. So you kind of get to be patient in the state of Texas. You don't have to work, you know, so hard as to say, okay, we've got to go find our guy because we're already behind the eight ball with Texas, Texas has their guy. So you can kind of see what's what and work your way through things. Um, now there is a quarterback out of the, uh, of the Houston area and his name, I am just absolutely blanking on right at the moment. So I've got that going for me. Um, but he is a guy that I, what is his name? Uh, dad gummit Houston, Austin, I think. Um, hang on. I, uh, Malik Hornsby. God, I just couldn't get there. Um, he's a guy, Deuce Hogan at of grapevine is another guy that's already committed to Iowa, but you'd have to think, you know, if, OU got involved there, they could be fine. You know, so there are, there are in texas with the way 7 on 7 has taken over there's a ton of options for Oklahoma to go or they can go nationally like they have the last few classes so we'll we'll see what happens but i mean if there's any position i'm not that concerned about it's quarterback lincoln riley will find a guy he can work with and beyond that i think he's got his guy in spencer radler and this is more about finding the guy who can you know maybe someday i guess replace him
0: well, and, and look, if Bryce Young doesn't pick OU, you can jump to the conclusion. Well, Spencer Rattler scared him off. Um, but I also think don't you, don't you guys think that the fact that Kyler Murray does just have one more year will help them with with kids when
2: they if they move on to Plan B. I
0: think it's interesting. Still I, hang I, over?
2: I think so much is going to matter on what you can tell them about what's going to happen after Kyler Murray? Because if Spencer Rattler shows up in January, like, like it's starting to look like it's more and more of a possibility, then he's going to be right there to compete for that job. And if it, you know, I've got to think, if I'm Lincoln Riley and it's close next fall between Spencer Rattler, Austin Kendall, and Mordecai, I'm probably leaning towards Mordecai and Rattler. Just because... If I've got a guy that's been here that long and he can't take the job, I'm going to go with the younger guys that can develop. But, you know, that's – I guess you could also argue if you could start Kendall, you get give him the chance to, you know, I guess take the job. So and there's a lot of ways to look at that. But I, I think it could be good. I think probably it's better for getting Rattler on campus like we talked about last week. I think it could probably be a hindrance because that job is not going to – probably not going to be available to you when you arrive
1: and you don't think rattler would be this type of guy but he could be one of those redshirt freshmen that play four games and then that kind of would back things up
2: yet another year sure i you i mean because you could run him out and see what you've got and if he you know lights it up okay we're gonna go ahead and keep him off the redshirt and if he doesn't then we're going to redshirt him and we feel fine about it.
1: And then going back to Seals, since you weren't here in Norman when they actually had the... Yeah, uh, hey Josh, you
2: weren't even here. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. Thanks, okay. Bob. There's the bus. It just rolled over me.
1: It was me and Eddie. It, and, and what you could tell is that Lincoln Riley wasn't very intently watching what Seals was doing with every single rep. He wasn't spending that much more time with Seals than he was with any other kid. And I actually heard... From a source that the Seals family was a little offended by that, they thought maybe they were closer to an OU offer, and maybe now they realize that's not quite the case.
0: I'm going to tell you, every the parent of every quarterback, and this is a, yeah, this is a different thing with Seals, but every quarterback's parent leaves OU camp pissed off because Lincoln Riley didn't spend enough time with their son. Even the one that have the five foot four, two hundred and fifty pound kid. That shouldn't be playing quarterback. But he's like, I pay my money. I'm gonna play what I want. I love those kids, by the way. That sounded loving. Shoot for shoot for the stars, kids. I think every high school camp the world needs ditch diggers too. (laughs) Every high school camp should have at least four chubby kids in the quarterback drills. Stop wasting people's time. Did you? I could see Eddie being that guy. Like, I'm, I'm gonna be quarterback. No, Mom, I'm gonna play quarterback. This I wasn't
3: kid. a <laughs> loser.
0: <laughs> um, hold on. Mark it, marked. That's a big complaint too, by the way. Carrie, deleting f bombs or bleeping f bombs. Do
2: you get? Did you get more complaints or compliments? You, the is it more cited? They want us oh, to just we'll, go completely we've unfiltered.
0: Got, we've got full lists to go over. Uh, okay. 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 Let's get back to the barbecue because that's another complaint that we get off topic too much. Uh, Imagine that, and that we don't let Josh and Bob talk enough. So just I'm just going to tell you, there's a listening. complaint. There's a complaint, and an an equal reaction that people love. People love and hate the same exact stuff. It's unbelievable. Like you cannot, you can't. It's impossible to please everybody. It just is. Just stop trying.
3: Stop listening. That Subscribe to YouTube.
0: Don't stop listening. Uh, so, back to the barbecue. Defensively, Lincoln Riley has made no bones about it. That he is in the quarterback, or he's in the defensive room. He's talking to the... Co- uh, that was one of the interesting things he said in his, his uh, season-opening press conference at local media day. Is He was like, look, I'm not running anything on the defense. I'm just checking in. And we're discussing things, and I want to know what direction we need to be on the recruiting trail. And there have been so many people, uh, especially on our boards, that have been frustrated with defensive line recruiting. And if they're, you know, why are they recruiting, you know, four techniques when they need three techniques? Or, you know, why are they trying to get a zero technique in here? Yeah, And it's like, now you really get the sense that Lincoln is trying to make sure everybody is on the same page there. So champion barbecue what could this mean for lincoln riley's pet project the the defensive side of the ball
1: i think the one name that kind of popped out earlier this week was shaman cooper that would seem like someone that OU had sort of moved on from wasn't sure if they were looking at taking a second inside backer but with him coming it shows you if nothing else the lines of communication are still open maybe not a commitment possibility at this moment but definitely someone to still watch heading into the season
2: i talked i I actually spoke to shaman about two weeks ago and he he was very clear that you know while he's still pretty open oklahoma and illinois kind of stood out to him at this point you've got to think illinois will continue its dumpster fire ways and and for those that understand his former head coach is now an assistant in illinois so there there's a connection there, and I think that's why you know they're so involved. but if Illinois doesn't really start to make some moves, Lovey Smith's in real trouble and you have to think that Oklahoma could kind of slide in there and take a guy that they offered early on that they've liked. but Bob's right. I don't think anything's gonna happen with him this weekend, but should Oklahoma continue to pursue, I think that's a that's a race they can win in time.
0: I mean it- like offensively, you look at the shape there, and and the reason that Lincoln Riley can get so involved in the defensive side of the ball is because they've essentially taken care of most things on the offense. I mean, there's still a few guys here or there, obviously, uh, you know, guys coming in. You know, you have. Uh, I'm I'm trying to just look down the list. I'm sorry. Uh, oh,
2: Stacy Wilkins. Stacy Wilkins example. was the
0: guy I was I was thinking of most. Uh, that's a guy that you kind of want to close on. Uh, and he's going to is he announcing before the barbecue after after okay. next
2: friday a week from yeah a week from okay. friday
0: um but i guess what i'm getting at in a poor way is this also has to be a big weekend for 2020 kids too i mean starting those relationships because you've gotten commitments from juniors out of this event in the past right
1: yeah you look at last year it was for guys that were there that are now commit yeah, you know, Theo Weiss was there EJ and Doma Ogar was in attendance Marcus Hicks I mean that's three three guys from last July that are now a part of that class to go along with Jeffrey Carter who committed at the event and now is coming once again and you don't know if he's going to be someone who could come back to new wave 19 but yeah so it's it's definitely some something to be on the watch for, not only for 2019, but who could be that 2020 kid that maybe we're not thinking about too much right now, that as long as they keep progressing on the field and OU likes what they see, could certainly be that guy that's attending next year as a commit. And for 2020 commitments that you've got
0: that, that is on our list on the site, Drew Sanders, the athlete tight end, uh, he plays quarterback, right, but he's going to be a tight end? Correct. And uh, then Jalen Knighton, the
1: running back. Uh, I, I can't confirm that one. If, if, okay. if it seems like he really wanted to, but I haven't had anyone tell me flat out, yep, he's coming. I know
0: Darian Green-Warren was kind of working on trying to get Elias Ricks to come with him, uh, but that didn't
1: That did pan not out right, pan yeah. out, according to his father.
0: And then you talk about guys that committed early, Jason McClellan, another running back, uh, still committed to Oklahoma. Uh, I would I would think maybe with the official visits that you know he's been on since or the the unofficial visits he's been on since you probably wouldn't mind getting him back for this weekend but he's not going to be here
1: right? yeah uh, Jace and Austin Stogner both on family vacation so they cannot make it it's nothing like oh they didn't want to go it's just that's the way it worked out selfish <laughs> selfish. Yeah, they
0: should. Those young sh-
2: men didn't plan around OU schedule. They should be going to church
0: camps. What they should be doing, finding the Lord.
2: Um, Debatable. Let's it, see. Billy's becoming a holy roller on the podcast. Were there any complaints about that?
0: Probably. I haven't got.
2: There's so many. I haven't gotten <laughs> through all of them. I think. I, I think we did get
0: something about. Well, definitely. Uh, people are mad about banging for Jesus. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> uh yeah people are very Man, upset about that They're that. losers <laughs> they're listeners you can't call them losers they can stop hey, listening we talked about this god you are turning into traber <laughs> oh, no. everything that you hate you're turning into
3: i don't think so i don't have any kids that hate me <laughs> we can we can go there if we want okay uh let's
1: Kind of try and the stay <laughs> on
3: track and wrap up
0: the champu BBQ before we go unfiltered, Eddie. Here, um, so there's actually 2021 20, person scheduled to be at this,
2: right? Kendrick Blackshire from uh, Mesquite Horn, yeah, uh, monster. Yeah, <laughs> he. I mean, Carrie, you and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Bob Prisby. You weren't down there with us at the <laughs> Adidas uh, in Dallas. But that dude is a I mean, he looks like an SEC sophomore right now. He is unbelievable. Wow. My my only so he's question is. He's like Baron him, Browning type Greek god, kinda. He, oh. I, I you know, he, I, like how I said, about, Perry, okay, if he, how about somebody else out of how about he,
0: comparing him to uh, who is the kid, the linebacker, the jerk kid that we like so much? Uh, in Atlanta. <laughs> that hurt uh, Justin Flo? Justin oh, Flo. Oh,
2: it's it's not even close. Like, Justin Flo just looks like a stubby tree trunk compared to this kid. He's, I mean, Flo is a probably a better natural, uh, not probably, he is a more natural athlete, but he's not as well put together. I mean, th- this guy, if he wanted to go into bodybuilding and, like, compete for Mr. Olympia, he could he could go down that road if he wanted to. I mean, he's just a... He's a specimen. The guy, the guys just don't look like that at his age. And my only question is: Is he going to be too big? Like, because he's already we got him uh, at two thirty-five on Rival. Yeah, I'd say I'd say two thirty-five, two forty. Guys like that, as sophomores in high school, usually end up playing with their hand in the ground. So that that's really the question for me. But regardless, he's a really good football player. He'll be fine wherever he ends up.
0: Yeah, he looks more like Marcus Stripling from a yeah standpoint. He he's a big boy. Yeah, his head doesn't suggest that the body is what it is. Man, Bob just showing me a photo. Yeah, scary that you keep photos of twenty twenty one kids on your phone.
1: It's his Twitter picture. Oh, okay.
0: Sure, it is,
2: Bob.
1: (laughs) Uh.
0: Okay, so anything else that you want to throw out there about Champion Barbecue before uh, we move on to other business?
2: Because Ed, the he's only, getting restless. I, 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 I wanted to touch on the one thing blaming. that, you know, and it was just something I kind of meant to get it in when we were talking about Dax Hill. But I have talked to, I, I can tell you, anybody out there that thinks that, okay, Alabama you know feels good about this and they're not worried and they think they've got him, think again. Like Alabama has no idea what Dax Hill is up to. I've at least fielded... Three phone calls, a bunch of DMs from people in the Tuscaloosa market trying to figure out what's going on. Like, they're they're very interested to see if he goes down to Oklahoma because they know that's a really that's a real threat to their their situation. Um, so, like I said, anybody that thinks this race is run or it's done, just it's not. I don't know what he's going to do. I think anybody that tells you, "Oh, I'm locked in on Dax Hill," they are kidding themselves. This kid. He's got a future in the CIA if he wants to. He, he keeps it really, really close to the vest. But I, I, I still think the choice will eventually come down to Oklahoma and Alabama.
3: Probably not Trump's administration of the CIA, though.
2: We had wow. complaints about that, too. We,
3: we have got they're
0: the to ones get that voted for him. Don't get political.
3: They're the ones that voted for him.
0: <laughs> well, we both are. Alabama and Oklahoma.
3: As a state, yeah.
1: Uh, My final point would be yeah, that because uh, there aren't that many kids within the state for 2019, and so far they're not looking at as many in the state for 2020, it's actually been tougher to confirm everybody that's going for this year's event. When that you go, in state kids? No, look, no, because you're going oh, okay. more national see, because yeah. you're not just taking the kids that I talked to all the time, and it's not that hard to get in touch with. But We need one of those kids to make the mistake and like
0: tweet out the roster yes, again. Yes, exactly. He had the one kid that tweeted out the agenda. Kendrick and they're Blackshire. Like, and they're like, take that down. But we screenshotted that bitch. Uh, okay, so I want to just go over this one criticism, and I feel like we handled it, uh, handled it really well today. When Carry interrupts Josh when he's talking about recruiting then Josh never gets back on track. I, that's a slam on both of us. And I think we handled that well today.
2: I'm easily distracted. There, there's no question. I'm, I'm, like a, you know, I'm like a little boy at the, at the toy store. So show me something else. I'll talk about it. That's fine. You
0: know, I will say this. The, the biggest complaint about our podcast is that we don't do enough of them. More so than what we do during the show or what Eddie says or what I say or how, who I interrupt or... That we don't talk enough recruiting. that That's a lot. There's a lot of people talk more recruiting. Talk more recruiting. Uh, but, but yeah, mainly the biggest complaint is that we don't do enough of these, which... I, I don't know. I feel like I need to have a life. But if you want me to do podcasts, and that's the only thing I do for the site, we'll talk about it. Um, okay. Moving on, we've got assistant coaches that we talked to yesterday it kind of here's where i think things are, are you know you talk, it started with the quarterback stuff in in frisco but it really has become kind of like the the buzzword of of pr- the preseason now which is competition and i talked to tim kish yesterday about the linebacker position and he, all his all the questions were about Kenneth Murray, and Caleb Kelly. Uh, and then I asked him about, well, what about you know John Michael Terry and Curtis Bolton? And the first thing he said was, Curtis Bolton is absolutely fighting for a starting job before he said anything about John Michael Terry. Um, and look, I think it's a lot like with the quarterback situation. Kyler Murray is the most talented player. He has the most upside. He, has, he would be the best quarterback, in my opinion. I feel the same about Caleb Kelly. Most talented. Biggest upside. He will be the best player at that position as long as he doesn't mind sticking his nose inside. Uh, To me, this is all about just making sure guys come to camp correct, willing to work hard, willing to do the things they need to do. It's not so much trying to scare guys. It's just trying to get guys in the right mindset. Like, you're not just going to walk in here and half-ass your way through fall camp and leave with a starting job because everyone knows that you have the most, most potential. I, I really think that's what this is about.
1: There were two guys where I felt that. It was Caleb Kelly, Neville Gallimore. Mm-hmm. These are, they're sick of saying they have the potential. They're both juniors it's no longer about potential. It's about what you do, and if you don't produce, they'll find someone that's, that's going to. And I think that was sort of a mini-message sent by them not going to Frisco because there are two guys, when we talked to him Sunday, that were incredible. Yeah. There's no doubt they would have thrived in that setting, but they have to earn it first. And, and you
0: know, in other positions, I mean, safety, Eddie, you, and, and Bob both spent a lot of time with Kerry Cooks yesterday. I'll throw it to Eddie. Uh, what did you kind of glean out of the safety position because that's become that's going to become a, a camp storyline now with Jordan Parker over there? Uh, you're w- you're still waiting on Khalil Hotton, uh to step up and, and step to the f- forefront. Robert Barnes has had hamstring injuries uh, that has kept him from from really making a run at the job. What did you take talking to Kerry Cooks yesterday
3: out of it? They might be. F- But they might be f-
0: so no, nothing from Kerry Cooks that suggested, I mean, I optimism about the safety position.
3: I just don't know what we're supposed to say on July 25th. They've, they don't have a. They haven't practiced any.
1: But I'm saying, what is Kerry Cook saying? This is this is one thing that he did say that was a little bit different than the usual. They're competing, and he has experience. Blah blah blah. With Robert Barnes? What they're afraid? He's too big. He's like six three. He's really big. I mean, even when he was in high school, 210 I was like pounds.
0: I saw him at the the first time I saw Robert Barnes was at the uh, South Grand Prairie Stadium, it was boiling hot.
2: I wasn't there either, <laughs>
1: Josh. You weren't there. Um, Josh, you did see him with me for Union and South Lake Carroll. No, I was
0: not that game. You weren't. In, you weren't there. No, I Josh saw was him probably having a baby uh, or something. Then
2: I saw him his senior year at Rockwell and uh, Rockwell Rockwall, and his junior year. Uh, maybe it was against Trinity. I'm trying to remember who. I know I saw him that junior season. I just can't remember when.
1: Because. That was one. It says him, Trey and uh, Trey Brown, and you didn't know mm-hmm. how
2: how that class was going to go. But but
1: I saw he'd,
0: Ro- uh, he's worried. I, I he's too Ro- big. Uh, the first time I saw Robert Barnes was at South Grand Prix, which is an unbelievable high school stadium. It's really cool. Um, Josh wasn't there to see it, but I looked at him and Eddie's like, "That's uh, that's uh, Robert Barnes' son, or uh, Reggie Reggie Barnes' son. He is Robert." And uh, it, and I go, wow, he looks like a – and because I'm thinking Reggie Barnes, I'm thinking, wow, he looks like he could be a really good linebacker. And he's like, no, he's a safety. And I was like, what? Like, he's not going to be playing safety in college. He's too big right now. Like, but, I mean, if he can still move around like everybody else.
3: I mean, it's not like safeties are tiny everywhere. And it's not like he's grown five inches since he got to Norman. I mean, whose fault is that if they think he's too big?
1: Obviously, the always guys a that recruited
2: him I mean, uh, guys, I, I can remember us recruited. talking about the possibility he could grow into a linebacker. Right? He's a big. Yep, kid. He
1: is. I thought he. I the first time I saw him, I thought, well, that kid can't play safety in college. He's got to be a linebacker. And so, cooks was talking about can he track down those slot receivers, those really fast, fast guys, with as big as he is? And if it's not him, he's leaning toward Justin Broyles at this point to be that guy.
0: Who, I'm told, runs like a
1: 4.8. eight. got a lot of confidence in him.
2: So, Broyles and Buki at safety? Is that what they're talking about? Buk, uh, Buki at nickel. Okay. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, it'd,
0: be, it'd be, have to be Houghton and Broyles, I would say. Yeah, depending on what happens to Jordan Parker. Yeah,
2: the, the way
1: he phrased it was strong safety was Khalil and Jordan Parker, and then free was Barnes versus Broyles.
0: Okay, Eddie, I agree with your assumption.
2: Yeah, that's 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 problematic.
0: And there's nobody else. I mean, there's nobody else. I mean, Trey Brown's about the only other guy I could think he could move. What's okay? Did, ha- so strong is is Houghton and Parker and Free is Broyles and like you can get away playing Broyles at a free safety position. Um, but Barnes at free safety or
1: strong, strong. Okay. Wait, no, no, no. Free oh, you free, yeah. Barnes, yeah. Barnes and Broyles are going for one, I, one I, spot.
0: Look, Mike Stoops Which will tell it, you all the time, like, both their safety spots are basically the same position. So I never get up in arms about that stuff. But, yeah, it, if, there, like, if there was any aspect of tackling to the names of the positions, you would think that Barnes would be a strong safety and not a free safety. That doesn't make any sense to me.
2: Who would... Let's say uh, Parker. Okay, yeah. I mean, like, just think about that. Like Barnes and Houghton seem much more similar, and Broyles and Parker seem more similar. It yeah. That's that's kind of kind
1: of flipped. Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: Outside of that, it is kind of frustrating because there's not anything to talk about with with position battles in terms of who's doing well. Uh, That'll come August. Third or whatever day it is that they're starting,
1: yeah. So wanting happen in next week's pod because there's nothing going on next week until they practice glad we, Friday.
3: I'm glad we've had two media days. It's a great job on everybody's part on that.
0: <laughs> well, it's that's the champion Barbecue's fault.
3: And is there, we, no, is there we something know like written is not, that we have to do it on Saturday or Sunday? I don't have any.
0: Bible if if
1: they things. want the little kids to show up and have it all in one day. No, I'm one talking about day. media day. Right, that's something that they want the it all in one day. kids aren't going to their
0: jobs this time of year. I mean, they're at home. Parents are looking for things to do with their kids during the day. Parents are working. Hire out OU fans. They'd love to do it. Jesus. Some of them would. I mean, you're going to have to. I would do a background check before you handed your kid off to some of those guys. And if they show up at my house and I have kids and their faces painted, I'd just shut the door in their
2: face. <laughs> Anybody that wants to take my kid to OU Fan Day cannot take my kid to OU Fan Day. Like, <laughs> I, I think that's just a, sta- a stock rule. Like, well, there why was would you want that to was, do I that? I mean,
0: that was that guy that I think got Eddie in trouble uh, that was asking people if he could borrow their kid that one year. They should have called the cops. Yeah, that's... And they kicked him out, but he just stood outside the thing. And I think he was still trying to see if people would let them borrow his
2: kid. Or let him borrow their kid. As a father, if someone asked me to borrow my kid, I'd... Immediately call the cops? Or, yep, yep. Or they might just get swung on. I'm not sure which one, but either way, it's not good. Like, that's, that's your you have heads in your in your freezer like I'm not comfortable (laughs) with you so officer follow this man to his house and check his freezer seriously there are body parts in there I'll guarantee it
0: uh okay so we've
3: pretty much crapped on anything about position battles because they're not practicing yet I just don't understand how we can talk about something that literally you just would have to make something up
1: yeah it's you
0: can't yeah it's hard to
1: talk Creed versus Jonathan and look
0: you hear crap all the time about seven on seven and it never works. Like I was talking to Dennis Simmons yesterday, I kind of offended him a little bit because I said uh I prefaced my question by just saying the fact that I was kind of there's a story I'm working on about the receivers kind of leading the quarterbacks this year, where last year it was Baker trying to drag along the receivers. And so I I just prefaced the question saying, Yeah, you know, C D came out as a freshman, got all the experience, and even though Marquise really didn't you know, have his coming out party until about halfway through the year, uh, like that offended him. He was like, he was like, well, you know, we had Jeff Bidette last year, and I was like, hey, I'm not shitting on Marquise Brown. He's one of the best players in the country, but until K State, nobody really knew he existed last year. And then he was just a monster from that point on. The they even have a catch uh, in the Texas game because Bidette had that touch, that big touchdown. at
1: the first the, the, of the first game. one. Yeah, Brown uh, Br- Brown had a couple catches.
0: In fact, Brown might have caught a trick play from yes. the Sermon. Mm-hmm.
1: Or he he caught some sort of trick play. Yeah. yeah. The I mean, only thing
2: I and guys, you're you're there. This is always kind of interesting because I'm so far away from it. But clearly the Cody Ford experiment is going forward.
0: Absolutely. Uh that's one thing I did talk to Bill Biedenbow about. Uh, and they're going to play both Bobby and Cody Ford at right and left tackle. They're going to flip them. So one day, like, Cody Ford will play right tackle. The next day, he'll play left, and Bobby Evans will play right. Uh, and there's there's still... I mean, one thing going into camp is Alvarez and Creed Humphrey. That's a competition. Those guys will flip every day. Uh, but, I, you know, there's always a... He always talks Bill Beanbow always talks highly of Quinn Mittermeier, but we've never really seen him play and I mean he does play but it's usually when a game's in hand and uh you know what's weird is Adrian Eiler there was a little bit of criticism there in that he they really thought he was on track and almost looking like the heir apparent to Orlando Brown if he left when they were coming out of bowl practices last year then spring football happened And it's like it all fell apart. All that momentum fell apart. He didn't have a good spring. And now they're wondering, can he get back to the guy that we thought he was back in December and January? I mean, that's a big question mark because I think Cody Ford's a question mark. But Cody Ford's down to like 327 now. He was at 345 in the spring. So they're hoping that once they get out there, it's really going to help him be more athletic. And one of the things Beanbo said was, before Cody Ford got hurt against Ohio State two years ago when he broke his leg in Owen Field, on Owen Field, he said he was the best offensive lineman on the team at that point. And he, that was when he was about 330. So he's hoping now that he's down to the 330 range that some of that athleticism and confidence is going to come back to him. But other than that, if... Jonathan Alvarez doesn't win the starting center spot or Creed Humphrey doesn't win the starting center spot, they could be guards. And you could put Drew Samia out at tackle. He I mean,
3: did say they're going to keep Alvarez at center the entire time.
0: Yes. Because he said they tried to move him around last year and that he felt like it just killed his confidence.
1: I actually brought up Alex Dalton, the name we haven't heard in a long time. I don't even know if he's cleared to practice. He is. He is. Bill confirmed that and said that. They're not happy, though. I mean, he's...
0: He's clearly not stayed with the program in terms of strength and conditioning, to me. Unless, how do we know that? Unless he has seen the him in like seven legs months. that have ever existed on an offensive lineman. I mean, when was the he last time you like saw him in Los he's Angeles? He's one of those guys. Like, I saw him sitting down signing autographs the other day. Oh. But he—if you took a picture of him, it would be one of those. Huh, it'd be a meme or a meme. I know how to say it, but I just like it. When people mispronounce it. It'd be a meme of somebody going, "Oh, this dude skipped leg day because he just has tiny legs for an offense." I know he hurt his knee, but man, it took him forever, wasn't it? The Houston game when he got hurt could, like could two he years ago.
1: Yeah, but and then he got hurt last summer. It was in the it was because it wasn't football. Season, it yeah. wasn't football that got him hurt.
0: There were rumors that it was a pickup basket. Which, every time somebody gets hurt in the summer, it's a lineman. It's like, oh, pickup basketball
3: over at the Huff. I heard about it.
1: I think
0: that
3: one actually was, though. I think that was, yeah.
2: The Huffman just claiming futures.
3: So,
0: yeah, I mean, offensive line, it was kind of an open book. Like, we know what's going to happen there. And it's really dependent on Cody Ford being a a tackle. If not, I think they have to go with Drew Samia. And then Bob asked, I believe, about Bray Walker. And, of course, nobody's practiced. So, Beaton Bo is like, well, we'll see when we get to practice. I mean, I transcribed, Bill, yesterday... I think he ended every sentence with we'll see what happens.
1: Right. And and that's the problem with doing this so early. And I, I even prefaced that question. It's like I know you haven't seen him, but sometimes you know by attitude or what the older guys are saying about him. Brave such a quiet it guy. It might give you a feel. Yeah. And if but if he's not putting in the work, you might notice that. Yeah. So that that was sort of where I was trying to go, but it's really hard to do that since you know the coaches don't have that one-on-one time with
0: them. Yeah. So outside of that, I mean, I really don't think... I mean, there's so many young receivers in the program that almost don't have a chance just because they've got veterans there. I mean, I did talk to Shane Beamer a little bit. I will say this. The most positive I've ever heard a coach talk about Jeremiah Hall was yesterday with Shane Beamer. Like, he just gushed about him. So he must have been very impressive during the summer because... I remember there was something like going around on social, like somebody asked Dimitri Flowers or something about right after the Rose Bowl. who's coming up yes. next, and it kind of seemed like a slam against Jeremiah Hall. Oh, it was. Uh, so it's it always was
1: deleted immediately.
0: Uh, there's always or he could just be like screwing with, you know, he could have been screwing with him. But ever since then, that's kind of developed this kind of urban legend that Jeremiah Hall is going to wash out
1: you heard it in October too that he never you know, almost a year now but that he wasn't where they want him to be yeah. even though he's redshirting yeah. he wasn't where they want him to be the problem is they need for in Lincoln Riley's offense
0: they need a pass catcher in that role for him to be truly effective and Beamer seems to think that he's a he's a good receiver so and Beamer knew him cuz he's a Virginia Beach guy was that he's from Carolina okay yeah, that's right. But yeah, he knew him from Virginia Tech, so he's familiar with him. So,
1: You wonder if that'll be a split thing with him and Carson Meyer or if they actually want just one guy to be that role. Um,
0: okay, so I want to talk about this for a second. We are doing a survey right now and put it up on SoonerScoop. I'm going to pin it probably for a couple days on our Twitter account. I'm going to put more of an abbreviated one. For just the general public But what it is is it, it It's partially feedback It's you know When you do podcasts like this And you notice we don't put any advertising on here But you guys keep saying We want more podcasts And really the only way for us to make that feasible Is to go out And We've got a person That's going to sell ads locally for us That's done that kind of thing But we need kind of Demographics. We need to know who you are that is listening. Uh, you know how old you are, how much you make, um, because that's the type of. It. There's two things that that's what advertisers want, so they can know who to target. You know who their target audience is. So, um, and and it's good for us because we're going to be advertising things that you can't, that you possibly care about. I mean, if you if you don't, if most of our listeners don't have kids, you don't want to hear. You know something geared towards kids. When you listen to this podcast, it's going to drive you crazy. Um, of course, I think we're learning through this that something drives everyone crazy, uh, and something that same thing is something that somebody else usually loves. So, we're getting all this feedback. We really appreciate everybody for filling us that because it really does help us out. And the probably the number one criticism we get is that they want more podcasts from us, and in order to do that. You know, or, or you filling this, uh, this out helps us kind of work toward that goal. So uh, you'll see that on our Twitter page at Sooner Scoop. If, you, if you're listening to the podcast, if you listen to the podcast, you really be helping us out by going to fill it out. Uh, and it doesn't matter. You don't have to lie. We want to know. It's anonymous. Nobody's going to be emailing you. You don't have to give out your email address on this. So it's just a survey. Uh, that being said, we've gotten a lot of reaction. About what people like and don't like About our podcast And I don't know Yeah we used to do a segment when we first started Kind of ratings and reviews And it was pretty funny stuff uh, But And the way Eddie's been today I'm a little worried about triggering him Because I can find just about any, any of us I can find some criticisms um, I want to hear mine <laughs> No you don't Yeah I do I'm just looking I'm just going down the list Right now I feel like Carrie Could be too dominating At times Well yeah You son of a bitch Somebody's gotta drive the bus Uh Carrie speaking over people Screw you <laughs> Eddie's always bitching Valid <laughs> A bit too crude at times
3: You're a pussy
2: <laughs> Yeah I this, I don't know, like h- how do you complain about this? Like, we cuss a few times. other than that, it's not like we're not like there's a bunch of bathroom. I mean, humor. it goes pretty
0: goes well for a while, like, okay, dislikes nothing. Here's another guy, nothing, right? After that,
3: Carrie.
2: <laughs> he didn't even explain it. It was just your name. Yeah, uh,
3: that's his on <laughs> his dislike. I mean, I'm guessing that the people that don't like me very much, we won't have to run into each other on Sunday mornings. so, That makes me feel completely fine.
0: (laughs) Because that's going to be at church, right?
3: Right. And you're Catholic, so
0: you can do anything. Technically, yes. And then just go to confessional, and then you're good. Uh, You know, some people complain about the length, and that is like a highly debated thing. Uh, Here's one. Less athletic head discussions. Dead horse. Less rambling Eddie trying to ask a question to Bob slash Josh. Brevity would be his strength when asking them recruiting questions. I don't agree with that dislike at
2: all. I don't, I don't agree with that at all. If anybody has a brevity problem, it's me. That is, that's, that's factual. Yes, yes, I'm okay. I, I know it. I know it. But you're talking recruiting,
0: fine. so the, the people... Look, there are a lot of different people in the world. I find there are people that just... And on the internet, these people are more prevalent... They are on the internet to get in and get out. Like they are wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, with their information guys. They don't like any silliness. I get that personality. But one, you're old. Two, you need to just laugh a little bit and enjoy life and realize that it's more fun if you laugh. And then you have the whole kind of the, the stooley mentality, guys that just like to be entertained. And I think, look, I'm going to say this. We take everything, we weigh it, listen to it. We don't discount anything. Just like the podcast today. We started off talking about Champion Barbecue because I know a lot of the people that complain that we get off on too many tangents and stuff like that, that's what they wanted to hear. Um, but...
3: Hopefully they've turned it off by now.
0: Uh, some of them probably, <laughs> maybe have, uh, because they got their recruiting, and that's all they care about. But everybody cares about different things. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna please everybody, and I understand that too. So, uh, you know, there's some there, there there's some people that feel like Josh's audio quality should be better. And yes, I being a and see everything I say, I can think of. I should stop reading these these things, because people complain about me mentioning radio too much. Uh, But being a radio guy, and Eddie and Josh can tell you, like, to me, I'm the big quality guy. Like, I want everything to be top of the line, top notch. Uh, Video, photo, audio, everything. And the way you do podcasts, because Josh is in Houston, he's on Skype, and, you know, we joke about, and it's funny, the stuff about Josh's mic and you know, hearing him eating, and the dogs and Laney. By the way, people want a special Laney segment every week.
2: I did see that. Well, if that was the case, according to the Scoop drinking game, everybody would just be blacked out through the whole second half oh, of the Oh, there's show. no doubt.
0: But I will say this. I, I I, I talked about some of the dislikes. The likes are hilarious. Um. See, here's... The very first one, the banter between Eddie, Kerry, Josh, and now Bob. So suck it, people who hate me. Uh, Content and hosts. Hosts is another one. One personalities, two team news, three random detours, four recruiting news, but I like to see it on the board
3: first. Jesus Christ.
0: What? He's been very complimentary. That's likes. I'm just I think that was fair. I, it's a good I, thing that we don't it, have performance review, like mandatory performance review meetings as a company.
2: The, the thing with on the board, that's every fair. Time. I'd be pissy if I was a reader,
0: too. No, and we've said that many times, yep. that we don't want to put stuff on the podcast before we put it on the boards. Now, yeah. when we're sitting here and something breaks on Twitter, you're going to, you know, well, by the time the podcast is uploaded, we've got it on the board. So.
2: Well, like... For instance, I've got to go now almost immediately type basically what I said about Dax Hill earlier out on the board because I haven't put that on the board. And it's just one of those things we got in the conversation. I was like, oh, I need to kind of put that out there. And it's not even that it's that big of a deal, but it's just one of those things where I, I get it. You're a subscriber. You'd want to know about that before you know it's available to everyone.
0: But, yeah, I mean, uh, overall – Everybody enjoys what we're doing. We appreciate that um, here's Here's one to make you feel better uh, for likes hungover Eddie, which I'm getting a, a hungover Eddie vibe today. not hungover okay
2: he's just angry. This is like top five angry Eddie
0: uh, audio quality is so much better than another podcast that I won't say um and I mean, there are people like I, I most like how the hosts bounce around to a wide variety of topics during each show. Very enjoyable and hilarious at times. So, I mean, look, we know what we're doing. We we want to entertain as well as inform. And that's just what you're gonna get with this podcast. And guess what? The numbers say we're we're successful, we're doing it right. I don't know of anyone else. I think Ole Miss might be the only, and they're a very established kind of podcasting website. That might be the only podcast that covers a team that's bigger than we are. I think, like, uh, Ryan Abraham, who used to work at Rivals, he's been doing a podcast for like 10 years or something. His is, we've actually talked about numbers, so I, we're neck and neck with them. So, we're going to do what we do. We're going to listen to your feedback. We're going to try, like, I want to make Josh's audio better. I want to make our audio better in the studio. Some people have noticed, like, Bob is a very soft talker. Even though he's doing a radio hit right now. And there's things that we can do to improve that. So, yeah. But if you take the survey, let us know a little bit about yourself. Give us, give us some feedback on what we're doing well. Uh, and it'll help make the podcast better. So, look, Eddie doesn't like criticism. I enjoy I, it. I never said that. You don't react well to it at all. No,
3: I I never said that.
0: He's really mad now. You don't have to say it.
3: I... I, I, I the way you react to it tells the story. That's f-
2: bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know that it's the criticism. I feel like Eddie just came in heated today. He's been
0: moving. I mean, this is the problem. He's moving, and that's one Uh, of the worst things that you can do. Yeah. Like I, I will. I told him before the podcast started. I will probably never leave this house because I don't want to move. Now, did you hire anybody at all?
3: No, I'm doing it all myself. Are
2: buddies at least helping you?
3: Yes. Did you take a lot of big stuff? Not yet. I got to do that this afternoon. I'm not happy about it.
2: Oh, that. See, and it's the anticipation is worse than having done it. At uh, least when it's done, it's done. Did you buy the sofa
0: from Brennan Brennan Clay? No.
2: Did you look at it?
3: No.
0: Okay. So you're not buying any new stuff yet?
3: I am. I'm going
0: to. I haven't yet. So you're going to move shit, and then you're going to buy. You're going to throw it out? No. After you moved?
3: i got to buy new stuff. What do you got to buy? Bed, sofa. Already got. He's bed. lived
2: with other dudes. He hadn't. He hadn't had to have everything that he needs to have now. Yeah, you got to get a lot of kitchen stuff. Yeah, that's annoying. I mean, Eddie. You know, we, I'm sure Eddie's gonna be in there whipping up some fancy stuff. You, you know, imagine some big Eddie, time meals.
0: Can you imagine Eddie in Bed Bath and Beyond? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: I don't that's know what that a great means. Visual.
3: <laughs> You've never been to Bed Bath and Beyond? It's where you go to get stuff. Yeah, I've been there. I never said I didn't, or haven't. Man. <laughs> it's
0: awful. I've not seen Eddie in this form in a long time. It's usually taken like a 14-hour road trip to get him this cranky. That's what moving has done to this young man.
2: It's, it's broken, broken spirit.
0: And you're getting up early.
3: My life is terrible right now. I'm not going <laughs> <not gonna> to lie. <laughs> Are you regretting this morning radio gig? No. You're just regretting the move. No, i I just want this all to be over with. And when am I gonna drive over? to Houston on Friday? A wedding? Yup. My God, you know more people getting married. It's my cousin.
2: He he's in that run of his life, man. Late 30s. he He's 20s, been in that run 30s. for the last
0: five years. It oh, never that, ends for him. That's uh, like you know it, too I, many people. That's your problem in life, Eddie. You know way too many Everybody knows you. I guess. And you go to so many goddamn weddings. I really haven't been to that many. This is a life lesson, kids. Don't make friends. Don't, Don't make friends. That
3: much, kids. Don't pay for friends. In fact... Don't pay for Twitter Are you in Followers? this wedding? No. Okay. It's my cousin's.
0: Well, sometimes people are close to their cousins and they're in their weddings. No, that I just happens. gotta be there. That's weird, I granted, but I was never really close to my cousins.
2: See, I, I was the only child, so I was close to my cousins. I, I had a good relationship with all of them.
0: My cousins, well, first they were Catholic,
3: so they were weird. I don't know what that means.
0: Um, you Catholics are weird. <laughs> Thanks. Man, I'm surrounded. Well, you're from Chicago, well, and your parents are from Chicago. That's why you're Catholic.
3: I mean, I guess. I don't know how those are connected.
0: Because people in the North are more likely to be Catholic. Because that's where the Redcoats came from or something. I don't know. Um, no, but when will this be over, you think? Tomorrow? Is it done? Will I you be so. done. You, you have to be done by before you go to Houston, don't you?
3: Well, just the first, but... Oh no. I might kill
0: so myself before. Is then.
2: everybody moving out of that house, Eddie? Like the house has to be
0: Right. Uh, it's not okay. even that big of a house, but yeah, you have so much shit you don't realize. Like when you start putting your life in a box, you realize and you start needing more and more boxes. You're like, There's fifty boxes out of one room. How does this happen? I know. What percentage are you done, would you say?
3: Mm, probably like 51 percent
2: wow is it is the 49 just major mainly because all the stuff that's left is huge
3: yeah okay yeah well then it gets easier it's gonna be awful
2: and it sucks that you don't have the truck anymore eddie
0: Mm
3: Mm-hmm. so
2: you've been (laughs) doing
0: this all in your hyundai no yeah you've gotten a u-haul
3: somewhat i mean my parents helped but okay do
0: they hate you now too
3: they already left to go to the wedding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to <laughs>
3: escape you? Probably. Here's the truck. Leave us, Eddie.
1: The weather's been pretty hard too.
0: I remember the last. See, when I first started, when I got out of college and I f- my first job, like you buy stuff that you never bought before. Like you buy a bed, you buy a couch, you buy. You, know, you probably back then. I-, I think I bought a new desktop computer. So you don't really have You're not really collecting Like you're still You have a bunch of your old clothes You know that you haven't got too fat for So like the first time you move Out of college It's not that big of a deal You need to get one U-Haul And you put most of it in it But then Eddie you've lived in houses for like I don't know Eight years or so Yeah probably So you've accumulated shit
3: I don't really have that much, to be honest.
0: All right. um, Champion barbecue. I think we talked about that plenty. Uh, position battle stuff. Uh, as far as... Bob, are you uh completely done with uh,
1: Welcome to OU? One more. Daryl Simpson. Daryl Simpson. And then Josh has his, two.
2: Yeah, I've got... You know... <laughs> Bob, Bob is getting really good in this podcast with the <laughs> Wait a minute. That wasn't a shot. Gig. He's like, <laughs> it sounded like a shot. I've run 37, and Josh has uh, – what was it, Josh? It was two. It was two, Josh. Yes, I have two. I've got DeLarian, Turner-Yale, and um, uh, uh, Deshaun White. By so the way, need to get ready to run.
1: both of those guys were not committed at last year's champion and ended up signing Hmm.
0: Well, Deshaun White God, he took forever
2: I was going to say White with a few twists and turns in there yeah. uh,
0: But I guess I'm just kidding Content wise, there's still a ton to come on the site uh, Because as Eddie said They had two media days pretty much back to back So we're loaded up uh, Got some stuff on Rodney Anderson Found out that Rodney Anderson Is about a big, as big a health freak as you can be like, he is such a health freak, it makes him sick to his stomach to walk into a McDonald's and smell the smell. I was that way, but it was because I got food poisoned there when I was in college. I, I, I swear I didn't eat there for 10 years.
2: Um, uh, oh, okay. Everybody wants a little Lanny segment. We'll have to work a Lanny segment in here right now. Okay. So for her birthday, we get up, we take Lainey to breakfast. Uh, we go to Dave and Buster's, and the kind of after breakfast, before uh, before do we had you, to bring her uh, back home for a nap. She loved Dave and Buster's. Steve McNair, video- there. What's that?
3: Do you see Steve McNair there?
2: I did. <laughs> God, no, that's awful. Um, no, anyway, so go to Dave and Buster's, bring her home for a nap. We have her birthday party is a gymnastic place. All right. So we get done with the gymnastics. We go uh, see her grandparents. They give her her big present. And then we're going to go to Galveston for dinner uh, to the Rainforest Cafe. thought, you know, sure, plenty to like there. Well, no wonder you asked for
0: extra money last month.
2: It's Saturday night in Galveston. And Galveston's always kind of crazy on the weekend, but I've never seen it like this. There was a two hour wait at Rainforest Cafe. We have a seven month old and a four year old that has hopped up on enough sugar to make her levitate so we're like screw that so there's another area of galveston that's not on the beach it's kind of on the inner inside of the harbor we head that way it's packed can't get in there we end up at the mcdonald's on the very western excuse me very eastern tip of galveston island playland no playland this is just the junk nothing mcdonald's and that is what Lainey had for her birthday dinner, was McDonald's. And I can tell you, her first time ever eating McDonald's in her entire life. She, we go to one not far from our house. It's over actually by NASA. That's got this huge playland in it. And so she's always like, I want to go to McDonald's, but she has no idea why. Like she thinks McDonald's is a toy place. She doesn't think about the food at all. So, she she got her first taste of McDonald's. And Tiffany. Is going to hate me probably more than anything I've ever shared in this podcast. That I'm sharing that her birthday night dinner ended up at <laughs> McDonald's because we had nowhere else to go.
0: Dude, that's a, that's a win for me because what do you think? Rainforest Cafe would have probably been like
2: $200. They, they gouge oh, oh. you the hell out of that place. <laughs> oh, and it's awful food. I mean, no, like, it's not good. It, no, it, it's very, very mediocre food. It's like $8 it, for a Coke. <laughs> We took Laney there for her very first birthday party years ago, uh, three years ago, I guess, and thought she was gonna love it. She's one year old. There's all the animals making the noise. It scared the shit out of her, and we it had to like creepy. immediately leave. That. We're like, check, please, because she just cried every 15 minutes when the rainforest would go off. The, the yeah, the thunder and the lightning and it's uh-huh. dark in there. And I'd never been there. I didn't know what it did, and Tiffany didn't either. And it just. She hated it. So, oh,
0: I had to go to the one in Grapevine at the Grapevine Mills Mall a couple of times.
2: I, 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 you know, like if you're going to charge that much, fine, but like, why, why not just go ahead and let it be good food?
0: What was the place in Oklahoma City? Uh, Molly's, whatever. Molly. You know, what I'm talking about. It was like a, it was like a weird, quirky, like. Uh, Themed restaurant. Somebody's.
2: That's going to drive some people crazy. I don't know what that is. No, I'm not. That that one's not ringing any bells.
0: Uh, okay. Well, I, I th- there's no real quirky stories or anything from the past couple of days of media days. Um, it it all gets kind of when it gets local. It all the madness kind of calms down a little bit. You don't have the national people that have giant egos asking questions or... Baldy. Yeah. yeah, weird people. Or weird outlets and things like that.
1: Not nearly as repetitive on the questions as I thought it would be. So I was very... A lot of QB
0: stuff, but,
1: yeah, know, kind of expected. That. But, diff- but different angles to it. Yeah, and it, it, it kind of...
0: All the QB stuff was thrown out there quickly and then because it's like I asked about defense because nobody's really asked about defense at all it's like almost I think I know why it's because you write about defense you get a lot if you're a writer you get a lot of emails you got to deal with it's usually just angry emails and you know what I kind of like writing about defense just because I like to fight with people I'm just looking at Eddie what? <laughs> he's checked out of the
2: fire. He's done? He's trying, to, he's trying to get moving. Eddie's whole show has been basically: is this thing on?
3: Basically, I mean. When do I get to say the F word? Drive to Devon and jump off.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, now I feel good about you as an employee because you showed up today under this much duress.
3: It's going to be awful.
0: Would it have been better if Tiger had won the British Open? Probably, yeah.
2: By the way, Uh, that that, that was the... That's salt in the wound. That was...
0: Eddie's been a trooper this week, man. He came... It was Sunday media day. And as you left the house, Tiger was still making the charge, right?
3: Yeah, I had to listen to the BBC radio broadcast on the way to Norman. Uh, And then by the time... I'd say it was a top five worst day on the OU beat. Since I've started.
0: But by the time Lincoln started, he was kind of out of contention, right?
3: No, he had doubled. No. He was oh, shut off. After?
0: No. After he was over, he was out of contention pretty much.
3: I mean, he still had a chance. And he he and... could have finished birdie-birdie.
1: Yeah. But you knew that's what he needed. But he needed seeing... some, some help. It's, I mean, it's, it's, the it's... Most,
3: it's the most selfish scheduling of a time <laughs> that has ever happened at the University of Oklahoma.
2: Lincoln like, does care would, about your golf.
3: I would trade in Master Saturday. For the final day of the British Open.
2: with Tiger, I was like to say, is it worse than all the Masters that you missed? Yes. What
0: about the Masters if you knew Tiger was going to be in contention, though?
3: Uh, I mean, still... It's still
2: Saturday. Saturday. Right. Yeah, you it's got still Saturday.
3: Sunday. But I'm saying... That's basically like saying you can't watch Game 7, the second half of Game 7 of any sport.
0: For media day. That's two weeks early. is this how you would feel one week after we did it in Frisco?
3: (laughs) The same thing.
0: (laughs) I mean, you you, don't—you guys do not understand. Like the when I walked in there and saw Eddie, like he was literally—it was like a cat perched on a ledge that was watching a string of mice walk by, like. His body was rigid. He was just staring at a computer monitor, along with two other guys that were doing the same thing. So, I mean, there were some. You golf people are very serious. Yeah,
1: let's not say Eddie didn't like Eddie did a lot of work compared to some of those other guys who were just watching the screen. How do you mean? Like you, when the breakouts happened? Oh no, I'm talking before Eddie Lincoln was, started. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. well, I walked ta- in there. There was Lincoln a point started. during the breakout where. A couple of people, like, they're huddled over the laptop watching. watching that while the breakouts were going. My like, laptop.
3: I should have just closed
1: it. Yeah, It was your laptop. It was really <laughs> odd. It's just
2: selfish. Eddie, it was the perfect distraction. We got a few, you know, interviews in that, that other people didn't get. You just, you you led them away from the cheese.
0: Well, guess what? This was the only week I could take vacation because all my other radio idiots had to go to Hawaii or Las Vegas and... This month, like they like, they can do whatever they want during the season. They don't have to. They can take vacation during the regular season if they wanted to. So, as soon as I scheduled my vac, I scheduled this va- week for vacation, like three months ago. And then they announced the stupid media day.
1: We all thought it'd be like August fourth because that was the general I, trend.
0: Look, I don't. I don't. The problem is, I wonder when the next media is going to be. And exactly who's going to be involved in that? Like, it's going to be a week August. after camp starts, because that'll piss me off. Because th- that only pisses me off because it pisses off all you people who are listening. Because you're like, where are the stories? Well, don't you sort
1: start? of need that? Don't you need practices to go on? Because there's
0: nothing you know, to say. I would think that Lincoln, as much as he likes to promote his program and
3: things, like he would want media coverage. Like he, it would probably be on August. Fourth or fifth on Saturday or Sunday,
1: but at least maybe you have like one or two to say. All right, here. Oh yeah, some I don't early I mean, thoughts. But, you know, we'll have
0: the day where we go out and shoot photos and video. I mean,
3: we'll get to do that. But I we didn't even ask where they'll practice. Like they did resaw the track field. I noticed that the other day,
0: John, the Jacobs. Mm-hmm. But you know, Lincoln didn't. He he's not crazy about practicing on the practice field now because, of course. People aren't in the dorms right now, so I could see them once school starts moving out to the rugby fields. And the rugby fields are pretty secure. I mean, it's hard to
3: camp out there.
1: Those yellow jackets are out watching you.
0: They do not let you just sit around.
3: Can you Um, imagine being so paranoid that you think your team could lose a game because somebody watched practice? I've never understood. And it's just not a Lincoln Riley thing. It's it's football coaches as a whole. I think I remember. Like, John has, L- a, has a team ever lost a game because somebody watched practice? I, don't, I do
0: remember when John L. Smith became the coach at Arkansas. Was it the year after Patrino got run out of there, or whatever?
2: In uh, a year of basically, yeah, uh, it all happened so fast. Like
0: everything was open there. Like every practice was open, and the media people were like, "Oh shit, I don't want to go to practice every day for four hours because you really don't. It's you the same don't. thing over and over again,
1: right?" You don't mind once a week, but you don't need to go
0: every. And even when practices were open, what I would do is you would know at what point of practice that 7-on-7 and Skelly drills started and team sessions started because that's all that's really worth watching. Like, Maybe you go out there at the beginning and see who isn't suited out or something, but then you just kind of wait until you know it's about an hour before practice is over. And then you get to go out and watch team and that's the fun thing cuz it's just like going to a scrimmage every day. And that would be the only thing that we now I have a feeling in this day and age with some of the young guys out there and you know people would go to every minute of every practice and like maybe it would force you to have to go out more. But even if practices were open, there's no way they'd let you live tweet what was going on. You'd have to wait until the end. And I don't know how the NFL handles that.
3: <laughs> well, they're professionals and probably aren't affected by people watching them.
0: The, I think the big thing will be like the injury report stuff, and how hard, how hard you'll see coaches fight that really hard, because they just want control of everything. They don't want you to see them practice. They don't want you to know who's injured. And Lincoln actually did say, I think. If it's somebody that's out for the season, he's not afraid to say it, but if it's like a day to day well, thing,
1: you can't gamble. You don't know that injury report.
0: By the way, uh any any good takes? I don't know. Eddie, I don't think you were were you over at Kyler's table?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Bob? I was for a while. Oh, you were? I spent a long time. I would imagine there were some good uh I think you tweet did you tweet that out about taxes? Mm hmm. Yeah. Were there some were there's some good uh
3: Discussions about now that he's a millionaire Not really I mean nobody really asked him about it Because he claimed that he's still broke
0: Check hadn't cleared yet
3: Yeah Somebody asked him uh, The typical uh, So why why would you come back Kyler Murray just looked at him like he was an idiot (laughs) Like I want to play football
0: You know I have five million dollars right I wouldn't be here if I didn't want to play
3: Should have slapped the guy with his wallet
0: Eddie did... Do you want to call it? What was the outlet?
3: Uh, Television station. CBS television station in Oklahoma City. Was it? Dean wasn't there, was he? Yeah, it was Dean.
0: Okay. Well, I'll say this in defense of Dean, which you'll rarely get to happen. It's it's a it's a very TV
1: soundbite. It's thing. a soundbite, yeah. yeah, and
3: especially when mm-hmm. you didn't go to like, Big Twelve Media Days in Dallas.
1: Did he not go? He didn't. No, they sent Lee, didn't they? Correct.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, that's weird. Um, what's weird that he didn't go to Big Twelve Media Days because he's usually. I just what I remember more about Dean and even BBJ to some extent is they were the biggest. Uh, stalkers like they would just wait for Bob to emerge from the hallway and get their exclusive one-on-one interview so they could zap it back to the station real fast
1: I did want to ask Eddie did Kyler sound any different now that we finally got a chance I feel like I don't know who this kid is
3: yet no I, I don't think so I got to know him pretty well during baseball season uh, when we were able to talk to him at the first part of the season Before Lincoln cut it off yeah, or I don't know who did and I, I know there for a, a minute we were able to talk to him And then all of a sudden we weren't Well
0: it's because somebody wrote something that was kind of like I think people were Like they got sick of people Asking uh, Like uh, If he was going to play baseball in the summer And stuff like that Somebody wrote something
3: that was kind of And it might have been Trotter
0: I think somebody wrote something like after the sp- kind of It was kind of
3: after the spring game If I remember correctly
0: yeah. I, think, I think they just were like Yeah this is going to be a problem We need to shut it down That's what
3: happens when You let leftist propaganda ESPN Into your <laughs> program Okay so wait You've gone after Trump And now you're going after I'm the left I'm an equal opportunity guy It's not about It's not about politics It's about dumbasses you'll And never there's both on anybody. It's on both sides just added a new dislike to the survey um, like the people that I offend, I want to offend the offenders,
0: yeah, you want to offend equally
3: right I don't want anybody I, to like me that's the key you, you want but in having you, that attitude, people like you because mm-hmm. you're fair I have to de- just fair. I have to defer to uh somebody that I don't like personally but I just want to point Reggie out... Reggie Jackson? It took one... They don't boo nobodies.
0: It took one hour and 20 minutes for Eddie to finally wake up on this podcast.
3: Well, I know it's almost over and my life's about to end when I have to go move. So you're trying to stretch. You're, Not are You're working here so you don't have
0: to work there. Yeah, true. See, here's a like. I enjoy Eddie's jokes. Someone also... Uh, Smart guy. Someone said the podcast should be called Eddie and the Bag Men...
3: I think I know who said that.
2: I I think maybe more than anything we need to probably update the intro. Poor poor Bob doesn't get mentioned. And
0: no, I said that. I was gonna work on that this week, but because I had vacation, but I haven't had a damn minute to myself. Other than I've, drinking and watching last chance you, that's the only free time I've had this week. Bravo we've Lattles.
2: also got to find a new way to classify Eddie. Videographer just doesn't feel like No, it I does. agree with that. Yep. Yeah. We, we we got I don't know what it is, but we gotta find a new way to present it. i just it. say
0: staff members, Eddie Radosovich and Bob Persbillo.
2: Although <sighs> That sounds so dry.
0: Professional miscreant? Eddie Rodosovich. That,
2: that, that could go. That that, that has some that. that has some legs to it.
3: I'll take that. <laughs> miscreant? I don't even know if I know what that means. <laughs>
2: But I'm glad you said it
0: well, Eddie. Nicely done. Yeah, you didn't screw it up. I think he just <laughs> wanted to say it. He's trying to figure out. The, he's, trying to, he's going to dictionary.com to see if that fits his. Well, I
3: don't even know how to
1: spell it. M-I-S-C-R-E-A-N-T.
2: Ooh, hey. It sounds like Bob, Carey Bob, and I may have a, like a spelling bee on the uh, podcast sometime. That'd be really great.
0: A person who, believes, who behaves badly or in a way that breaks the law. I like that. <laughs> I like it a lot. Um, I was trying to see if we could find like a motherload to make Eddie feel better. Now he has to go move. Here's a like. When Josh Yell talks and when his monster truck is discussed. Here's another just Eddie. It just says Eddie. There's a lot of just Eddie. One, one more. That's their like Eddie.
3: Good people. I, and that's I appreciate it, but I like I like the haters more.
0: I'm telling I don't you, I think this person I, I, is listening to the right podcast. <laughs> says their I likes love are tram and, and recruiting info. Barry Trammell is not on this podcast.
3: <laughs> Jeez Louise. That's a
0: Sparks.
3: God damn it.
0: Sparks One. I do like how now people have. This is a this has came up on the board. People would like us to discuss the board more and the personalities of the board. Uh Sparks 1 has a long history of uh not knowing how to use technology. And I don't think it's an act. It's been highly
3: debated whether he's trolling everyone or not. No, that's not a troll.
0: I don't think he's trolling. And I, he's one of those guys that I legitimately think, like back in the early 2000s, he was probably accessing the internet using one of those like MSN TV devices that they used to have. Like, you know, they had the See, keyboard that you like just
3: hook up to your, your TV set. I kind of feel like he hasn't been using the internet at all. And just got into the game in, like, 2014.
0: But, like, we would, like, when, and this is even before Eddie was around, but we used to put up, we used to kind of put up audio stuff. And this goes back to, like, the Jeremy Crabtree days. Um, I think there was one point, I think it started, Crabby was doing these radio hits. And it was, like, because you were coming off of 900 recruiting numbers uh, that people would call and, like, we're like, oh, people like to hear recruiting reports you know, spoken to them. And so we were kind of trying to do that. And I think also Krabby was trying to sell it to other radio stations because that was real big at the time. Like, you know, sell, uh, like, uh, what do they call that? Uh, when TV shows get simulcast or whatever, or when they get picked up for later. Syndicated? Well, syndicated, yeah. So he's trying to get like syndicated audio recruiting reports all over the Midwest. And so we'd put these audio things up, and Sparks One, been with us forever, he'd be like, I can't watch this video. And it was just audio. And so he's like, I need help. And so we'd try and help. But like, no matter what, I've always tried to converse with Sparks One and has never gotten further than me asking. What kind of computer are you using? He, he never responds. And I tried and walk him through. He's like, I just can't watch your video. I said, okay, but what kind of computer are you using? I need to know so I can help you. He's like, but I can't see the video. So it's like there was no helping him. And so as the years have gone by, we've done video. Sparks can't get the video to work. Uh, when we started podcasting, Once again, Sparks can't get the the audio. And he still thinks it's on video. (coughs) So it's become this running joke. Excuse me. Anytime anything goes wrong on the website now, people tag Sparks1. By the way, should we mention, we got to mention something about Fellow. Or Philo. See, that was, I thought, I've met him before, I thought it was Fellow. Maybe I didn't call it Philo.
2: Philo, for you sure. always
0: call them Philo. Yep. Uh, but one of the longest, long term. Josh, he was probably a member while you were still in school.
2: Oh yeah, I mean I I met him for the first time, uh, probably oh four something like that. I mean I was early twenties. I mean he's he's been with us as long as any member on the board,
0: and he hasn't been around as much as health is you know obviously had been failing.
2: Uh, from Lawton, right? He lived in yes Lawton? from Lawton. Yep, okay. lived there, raised his kids there. One of them ended up playing at Oklahoma. I mean, there's 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 plenty. Uh, actually, one of his sons, Gene, is a, is a longtime member of the board as well.
0: And so, yeah, Philo, also way before you know, like fan recruiting sites happened, or you know, fan edits or Twitter edits or all that stuff. Like Philo was.
3: Somehow involved. He used to do edits by hand for recruits. No, he was somehow he involved. Draw them. Uh, <laughs> please, yeah, like, that'd be funny. Uh,
0: like he knew Jamarcus McFarlane's mom because she was like a secretary, like somewhere, and like he had a relationship somehow with her. So he would always give these updates on Jamarcus McFarlane and. There was a time when I think it was Thayer Evans had written an article like in the New York Times because he'd follow Jamarcus around and it had a bunch of negative stuff to say about Texas and all this stuff blew up. But like Philo was like right in the middle of it and like everybody every time he would post, everybody would eat that stuff up. And it was like his personal recru- recruiting journey told through Philo. And that's kind of how he got kind of like super bored. Fame. Like he was always, he was a very positive guy and. I ran into him out walking to the press box before a game, and he had his cane, and he just picked up his cane. And and I, I still, to this day, am trying to piece together what the conversation was.
3: Well, you slapped it out of his hand, didn't no, you? No,
0: I did not do that. Uh, but he picked up his cane, and he pointed <laughs> it right at me. And he told me that I needed to be more positive, and I'm never going to be Barry Trammell, or something like that. I thought, what he a said, weird thing to God. say. <laughs> and he was mad at me for something I had written, which, you know, it's a common thing. I don't know. Josh knows this is a common thing lately. Um, but no, he, he you couldn't have been a better fan in Philo. And we want to tell his family, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with you. And uh, just always a joy to have Philo a part of the site. He'll be greatly missed. Can't replace a guy like that. And I know a lot of people on the boards that have been here as long as he has, because I don't think anybody's been there longer. Like they, they've been really affected. And if you haven't been on the Crimson Corner a while, there is a big post. Uh, it's four or five pages long of people just talking about their thoughts on Philo. So we've got that pinned up at the top. So, um, Josh, if you had anything else to add, feel free.
2: Oh yeah, you know, like I said, he was one of the first members of our of the board I met forever ago. Took me out to dinner before a Lawton game years ago. Um, I think I was actually down watching DJ Wolf to kind of give an idea of the time frame I'm talking about. Um, just tremendously nice guy. You know, we talked about Jamarcus and. It's so easy for people to kind of hear that and think, oh, he's one of these guys with a clinger on. This guy helped a lot of kids. I I can flat out tell you Daryl Patterson, uh, the corner from Lawton, that almost went to Oklahoma, is now, you know, went to Kansas State, went back to NEO, and is now back again at Kansas State. There are a laundry list of guys like that that he really, really helped um, get to college. I mean, and some of them were great football players like Daryl, and some of them were just guys. And, you know, I, I, think that was, he was one of those guys, he, he cared about Lawton and he wanted the kids to have a chance at something. And he really, you know, that was something he always worked on. He, he's a guy I like carry. He probably told me every time we ever spoke that I was not positive enough about OU yeah. and they were doing great things. And that was just Philo. I mean, he was loyal at every turn I mean there was nothing OU could do that he would see as wrong and it would just you know and and that's that's fine there's nothing wrong with that I mean that's just who he was as a person and like I said a guy that I had a lot of respect for was just a very kind and good man
0: All right, well that's a great way to end the podcast uh, for this week next week they
3: still won't have practiced by the time we're podcasting so we're going to break down every position battle though
0: we're gonna Eddie is going to
3: be feisty.
0: The super secret information here, that only Sooner Scoop subscribers have access to, <clears throat> and who exactly takes the most shits during the summer, during workouts.
3: We are. And we'll- Sidebar: I've been sampling every stool in the Headington Hall <laughs> for the last month. <laughs> I've been storing all of them.
0: We're going to see. Are you if- going to make poop potatoes or something?
3: Ben Powers has a little bit of a watery system. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I did want—I was going to say. By the way, I Bill gonna,
0: said he was in favor of—he—he uh, he very much liked his uh, Ben Powers quotes at Big Twelve Media Days.
3: If Bill Beanbo ever puts together a uh, Tom Amansky, uh video, like uh, how to play offensive line, that's going to be in the opening credits. We talk
0: about that so much that we need to do it. What? We need to do our own faux Tom Amansky football. Like, can you imagine, like, I'm Bronson Irwin. Come with me to learn Bill beedenbows one-on-one system.
3: That will be in the front of the, the beginning of the video.
0: We could probably get Iker to do something.
3: By the way, I was going to tweet out the uh, link. It got brought up back up on the board to the kid that snuck into the barbecue last year. Uh-huh.
1: It's a great thread. Come on, people. This is, this is your chance. Somebody
0: else sent me a thing that they snuck into the barbecue recently. And they took a picture. I think he said it was the first one. But he took a picture down on the field like with the tent set up and everything.
3: Last but, year? I think the very first one that they had. The first one was at Bob's house, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. They've mm-hmm. never had it at Bob's. It's I now remember they got him in the corner and yeah. threw water
0: balloons at him and all that stuff that first year. I think they played softball that year.
1: Well, yeah, they had the wiffle ball, wiffle ball, whatever, cornhole. Yep. You
3: know what we call that? What fake fun?
2: <laughs> that game. There's no game in the history of the world that needs a name, a new name. Right, that's terrible. Cornhole. Beanbag toss—that's something. What that, it is. That's, that doesn't take me to a fun I, game that I play outside while drinking a beer with my plus, buddies. It does. That's
3: the thing, I, Josh. I couldn't imagine playing that game and not drinking.
2: Yeah, that's that's a fair point, Eddie. You're Every are just going to s-
3: throw bean bags? Uh, plus, it's called cornhole. You can count me out. It looks like someone's that's getting no ready to stick dogs. their
0: penis out the other side of it.
3: <laughs> of the uh, like, cardboard is it thing?
0: cornhole or glory
2: hole? We're playing Glory Hole. Everybody get over here.
3: We'll play Glory Hole at a uh, Love's on Southeast <laughs> 27. Go to there the th- goes
0: the love sponsorship. Go
3: to the third stall, <laughs> knock three times,
2: and say Bright Randy and ice twice. After 10 PM.
1: <laughs> I bring it up because Grant Calcaterra said that him and his partner dominated that day, but yet he couldn't tell me who his partner was. Could not you know remember. Why?
2: You know why? Because it was fake fun. Because he didn't have a cold beer in his hand. You or don't want to be
0: talking about your partner, you and your partner playing cornhole together. Yeah,
2: that's so fair, may, may, That you're right. It may be a West Coast thing. He's like, yeah, we don't play cornhole out on the West Coast. And I bet they, I bet there's something to that. And I'm not talking about my partner in the cornhole game. That's I think I think Terry may have gotten right to the root of that. Partner in California probably means something else than a cornhole.
3: I mean, a cornhole partner, if you're from California, <laughs> use your imagination on that one.
0: Those poor people out in California, lefties. Look what they've done to that state.
3: I, I told you. Gonna fall in the ocean. Get on, get on and get. I
0: can tell you that there has been...
3: Didn't somebody tell yeah, you that last no. year on What's Twitter?
0: That? What's that?
3: Like you took a picture of the Hollywood Hills or something when we were in L.A. for the Rose yeah, Bowl. Yeah, and they're
0: like, Hope it falls in the ocean. With all the other liberals. Yeah! Like, dude, I'm just here to go to a concert, right?
3: Perfect world. Both coasts would just fall into the ocean. I'm and not, just be here for us in the I'm middle. I'm not
0: here to, you know, turn vegan and... You know, become a lesbian.
3: <laughs> That'd be quite a show if you did, though.
0: <laughs> what was the name of the uh, Mexican place we went to that we liked in LA? Oh, I forgot, like El Cholo or something. Something
3: like that? like that. That might be slightly racist, but it was something along those lines. It was El something.
0: <laughs> Is Cholo a racist thing?
3: I don't know. I don't think so.
0: the only thing i know unintentional
3: racist what about that song like a cholo side to
2: side a latin american with indian blood a mestizo Ooh. a lower class mexican especially in an urban area Hmm. well if it was
0: el cholo they make very good food the lower class
2: just just so I'm careful to everybody out there, I am reading this off a Google search under Cholo no, they, meaning that's
0: only in that's, South
3: America has a
0: That's what it was.
2: Meaning. That's what it was. It El, was El Cholo. <laughs> that's what it was. I'm looking at their website, I know. Oh, a teenage boy, especially in a Mexican American community who is a member of a street gang.
0: I like this entry from Urban Dictionary. I know a couple cholos. In New Mexico, the Southwest, Cholo refers to a male of Hispanic descent. It can mean he is a gangsta homie, but it, it is broader than that. It does not mean he is a horrible drug dealer, <laughs> so user, murderer, rapist, as was posted before. Okay, well, someone's redacted, apparently, hmm. Urban Dictionary.
2: Someone saw, someone's friend called them that in front of their mother. Mother searched it on Urban Dictionary, and oh, he went in and fixed yep, it. Yep, yep.
0: I don't just want another way for us to piss people off. I'm sure we'll get the dislike in that.
3: I think too. each week we should take a race or religion.
0: Just take, make up a word and see if it's racist.
3: Right. That way we're offending educating. everybody. Well, we're educating. And educating people. at yeah. the same time.
2: Four yeah, extremely say... white guys. I don't see any way this goes badly.
3: Well, next week we'll start with uh, white Caucasians. And the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> or white nationalists.
2: What do you got? Crackers. What I got? Uh go look at Pringle Stack, by the way. 100%. Urban dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> As we all type.
0: Everyone. See if you're if you're sitting at your office listening to this, uh don't don't go.
3: Don't Yeah, you might get fired. Hmm. That's something. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's something.
3: (laughs) (laughs) the The sentence is pretty funny. Read it. (laughs) Bruno had a party at his apartment and decided to the to be the bottom bum in a giant Pringle stack. (laughs) (laughs) The bottom bum. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Who writes these?
2: I love the last sentence of the definition, which I'm not going to (laughs) read. The guy's name was Bruno?
3: I gotta go now. The bottom person Really, <laughs> The bottom person rarely survives with their asshole intact. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get to yep. on oh my one. god, that's funny.
0: Alright, sorry kids, if you're <laughs> listening.
3: Oh yeah, by the way, Earmuffs. if you had children in the car, I hope you weren't listening to that part.
2: Rewind and then uh, put earmuffs on; it'll be fine. Or take the earmuffs off and educate them, (laughs) because this is an education. Or I could piss everybody off by just
0: taking everything that you read and just bleeping it, (laughs) because they hate
2: that. Just a long minute of bleeps. Hey, for those that don't think I can relate, I'm just going to let you know: Lainey listens to the podcast, (laughs) so it it happens.
3: She's going to be the most educated person in school by third grade.
0: She'll know not to be a part of. She has
2: seen some things.
0: All right, I'm glad we could honor Philo's memory <laughs> by diving into urban
2: dictionary. They had those.
3: Had those were two non-connected
2: <laughs> endings. Absolutely, absolutely no relationship between the two final topics. Fought you so know how,
1: hard to avoid tangents. You know how you <laughs> can be. End. I connected. really wasn't fighting that You know how
3: you hard. can be connected, though.
2: Just a sprinkle stack. No. Did you did you like how Bob just checked out of that whole last segment? He yeah, should have.
3: <laughs> Any thoughts? <laughs> you just sticking with your homicidal porn, weirdo.
2: <laughs> I we, I had one complaint on the board that I'm an over laugher on the podcast. I promise every, I've had this conversation with Carrie. My laughing is hundred percent legitimate. I hate a fake laugh. I really, yeah. really hate it. But we're an over laugh. Yeah. Yes, the overlap is... Th- that's a no for me. I'm a strong no on that. Well, overlapping
0: so. usually happens... It happens a lot in press settings, just because you, you're used to being in kind of a tense environment when you're asking questions. You might ask a question that somebody doesn't like. Like like yesterday with Bill Bedenboe when he started talking about how he liked the Ben, uh, ben Powers Dream Crusher stuff. Like everybody laughed way harder than they would because Bill is an intense guy. Like... You're talking to him, and you
3: can get him to laugh. It's
0: yeah. When you can get him to laugh, it's it's a you've done something. Everybody's like, "Oh my god, we did it!" And you're you laugh louder than you normally would. And then when you listen to it back, when you have jackholes at radio stations like mine who make fun of people for over laughing because they've never had to they've never had to do a
3: day's Some work. Some people on the deserve beat in their to life. be made fun of though in the over laughing. Dem- oh sure, demo. yeah, because like, they're doing like, it. They're doing it to be loud. So that person knows that they're laughing or is that just basically what the overlap is?
0: I think, no, I think the overlap is more an indictment. Like your amount of overlapping is directly proportionate to how much you like the person that you just laugh for. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like if you love Lincoln Riley, like Bob Stoops had certain people that he would get a lot of
2: overlapping from. Can, can I be the first one to make a guess? We've already ripped him already on the show I think we should stop
3: I don't know who, who you're talking about
0: Yeah Dean
2: Jimmy Hill Prison
3: <laughs> What? Nothing What happened?
2: In, I really did black the out show. there I,
3: I didn't know what happened Did I say
2: anything? Can we note that really since Pringle Stack Eddie's come back? Well, I don't know what that says. <laughs> had to wake him you up. Can't,
3: you can't read that and not think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how suicidal you may be. No, I'm just kidding.
0: All right. That really is going to do it. Enough of a tangent. I'm sorry that we don't have practice news yet, but that is coming. Uh, but gear up. It's time for a full season of podcasting. And once again... Uh, if you get a chance, go fill out the survey. It's on the site right now. I'm going to put an abbreviated one on our Twitter page. Uh, some people are complaining about you know, feeling like they basically just applied for college uh, with our survey because it was so long. So
3: Email oh. email your social security number to carry your eye.
0: <laughs> don't. Don't do that.
3: And bank account number.
0: No, don't do that. All right. That's uh, what we, have, still, we already have your, your bank problems. account number. It's all right. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's going to do it. Thanks to uh, the entire staff, Josh, Eddie, Bob. And uh, we'll be back again next week for another edition of the Unofficial 40 right here on Soonerscoop Podcasts.
3: Podcasts from Soonerscoop.com.